Hi, and thanks for tuning in to Let's Talk Forex with Alison and Chris. This week, we're talking about negative emotions in Forex trading and how to handle them. A really important episode, I think, not just for beginner traders, but for traders of all experience levels, Um, because we're all human beings and we all experience negative emotions. Also this week, uh, we are publishing our annual Forex Broker Awards. So those are going out every day on our YouTube channel. You can just find us on YouTube at FX Scouts. So uh, keep uh, keep tuned and uh, enjoy this episode. Thanks. How's it going today? Hey, Alison. Yeah, I'm all right. I'm all right. How are you? Yeah, fine, fine. I, I was a bit man down last last week, like you. Seems to be yeah. a traveling internet bug or something. <laughs> we were saying we think it's contagious. Yes, yeah, amongst yeah. Uh, through the internet, half of our team is ill at the moment. <laughs> yeah, such is life. But I am feeling better. I'll say. Um, Good. Yeah. That's fantastic news. Yeah, and you're in a different uh, part of Portugal now. I am. I have moved to the southern part of Portugal. I'm now in the Algarve. It is warmer. It is sunnier. It's 23 oh, degrees and sunny. Oh, I'm hoping to make it down to the ocean today. Yeah, no, it is. It's nice. It's nice out there. Can't yeah. complain too much. Um, really lovely train ride, actually, down from Lisbon yesterday. Down through, uh, you know, long. Yeah, it's about three hours on the on the on the chuffer on the intercity train. Stops at all the towns in between. Yeah. Um, but yeah, really lovely. Highly recommend it. If anyone's ever in Portugal, take the train from Lisbon to to the Algarve. Don't fly. Take the train. It's amazing. It's worth it. Well, I'll be certain to do that if I if I make it that side. <laughs> yeah, you should. You mm. really should. Hey, what are we um, what are we talking about this week, Alison? Yeah, well, this week we've got um, a – well, we're going to be talking about a subject that we've covered before. Um, it sort of falls under uh, trading psychology. But we're going to delve mm-hmm. a little bit more into how you can deal with it. And it's it's about the negative emotions of trading. Uh, and they'll, they'll surprise you as to, to what mm-hmm. the negative emotions are. Yeah, exactly. So the most common negative emotions traders experience are fear and greed. And I'm also going to include hope in here as well. Yeah. Um, I'm sure most of our listeners are aware of the negative effects of fear and greed. Um, they talked about quite a lot in trading, but hope is also a powerful negative emotion in trading, and especially when it interacts uh, with fear and greed. But before we discuss hope, I want to have a little um, chat about fear and greed first, just lay down the fundamentals. So fear in trading is comes in many different forms. Um, and it's especially prevalent in beginner traders. Yeah, it really is. Um, and the most common culprit for fear, or I guess you could call it nervousness, is that mm-hmm. you're wrong in the trade. And, you know, it basically means that you're not following a, a trading plan or the trade that you've taken doesn't fit your trading plan. And for beginners, this mm-hmm. is because you don't have a trading plan for the most part. <laughs> and it could yeah. mean that you don't properly understand the factors involved in trading or that you don't really understand the market you're trading. Yeah, yeah, exactly. When you, when you open a trade without any conviction of how it's going to perform, you're going to feel fear Yeah. Um, because you're basically gambling, you know. And, mm-hmm. and, uh, and fear in trading can be really dangerous and it'll cause you to make very bad decisions like exiting a trade too early, and um, on, you know, or over trading to recover your losses, revenge trading, 
Um, and this is especially true in the absence of a trading plan. So it kind of doubles down, you know, not having a trading plan. Yeah, I mean, I experienced this so many times when I started trading. I'd, I'd find a good setup, I would pull the trigger, and the market would be going in my direction. And then I would have held the trade well with a decent position size. And then I'd see my trade approaching the take profits, and all of a sudden, uh, it would reverse. Um, and it would reverse very suddenly and fast on unexpected news, mm-hmm. and then I would get stopped out. I mean, I, th- I think we've all been there in the beginning. But I just I felt I couldn't deal with it. I felt as as if I'd like been robbed. So I would go on <laughs> <laughs> a revenge trading tirade, trading plan out the window, and yeah, it it would be just a huge red day. It was like very off putting. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah. There you go. Uh, that's uh, I think something a lot of beginner traders identify with. Yeah. Um, um, another another common cause of fear in trading is trading too big, and this can happen to anybody. Um, if you're trading with high volumes, this magnifies volatility, and and it also magnifies your potential losses, and it's really unnecessary. It will trade you, it'll make you trade much more nervously, and you'll make mistakes you normally wouldn't make because you're under the stress of risking uh, much larger losses than you than you usually would have. Yeah, yeah, that's it's a it's a it's a big problem, and especially when you you first start trading, it's very difficult to know. Mm-hmm. Um, and then hope is an important negative factor, although hope can sound like uh, in most circumstances it sounds like a very positive factor. Um, mm. And and it's a negative factor in both of these examples um, of fear in trading. So hope is all beginners have when they open a trade um, without a trading plan or without understanding the market. Yeah. Um, but this kind of hope can be a very negative emotion, like hope and gambling can be a very negative emotion. Absolutely. Um, yeah, when, when I first started trading, I was trading crude oil CFDs, and I thought because I understood the fundamentals of crude, uh, I could trade it. But except, I, I mean, I didn't actually think that, of course. I, I, I hoped that was the case. <laughs> and I went, in, I went in without any understanding of technical analysis at all, yeah. right? Um, and I hoped that my understanding of the fundamental factors behind tr- crude oil prices were going to were going to make me a good trader. And of course, uh, it, I got absolutely destroyed because I didn't because I was relying on my hope. Yeah, hope is as you said there. Hope is what gamblers have, Alison. Hope is what gamblers have, not traders. <laughs> yeah, and it's interesting that you say that. You know, just in terms of um, thinking because you understand the fundamentals that it it makes you a good trader. Um, but it's just mm-hmm. one piece of the puzzle. And I think a lot of beginners come in there with, you know, bits and pieces of the puzzle and they don't realize that it's a very intricate, it's very mm-hmm. intricate and it's very stressful and it's, it's, um, it's, it's very difficult to trade. Um, so just having hope yeah, and yeah. <laughs> it's just not enough. Yeah. A few pieces of the puzzle and then filling in the rest with hope is not going to, it's not going to make you a good trader. No. Um, no. And the other main negative em- emotion, um, I think you mentioned earlier, is greed. So unlike mm-hmm. fear, which tends to affect many beginner traders, greed is a constant companion for traders of all experience levels. Um, you yeah. know, of course, as uh, trade, you know, as traders, um, you want to make money. So feeling greed is a natural extension of that desire to turn a profit. Yeah, exactly. It's a pretty basic. I mean, it's, it's, you know, that's why you're a forex trader is because of greed, <laughs> to put it bluntly, yeah. you know, you want, yeah. you want to make money. 
So, but you got to you got to put a cap on it. You got to control it. Um, it's it's a very different emotion to fear, but it can easily land traders uh, in a lot of difficulty as well. Uh, you need to manage it. Um, it usually arises when the trader decides to take advantage of a winning trade by devoting more money to the same trade or, or opening up a new trade in a similar fashion, often larger. Um, this is again in the hope that the market will continue to move in the in the traders in the traders' favor. Yeah, exactly, and and fear and greed can can also intersect, um, and this happens when traders experience a losing trade, and then they decide to double down in the hope mm-hmm. that if they throw more money at the problem, um, that it'll help turn the trade positive. Um, and this is this is obviously one of the worst decisions you can make from a risk management point of view. Because uh, if the market continues to move uh, um, against your direction, which is probably will, which it will if it's it's in a trend, then you you'll quickly hit a a margin call basically. So mm-hmm. so doubling down when you're in a losing trade is just never a good idea. Yeah, exactly. And gr- gr- greed appears all the time, and and, you, and it's a constant factor, not just in personal trading but also in in markets um yeah. you know uh, we're both uh, both of us old enough to remember the dot-com bubble you know in the in the late 90s early noughties where traders went out and you know stock traders bought out bought more and more internet stocks inflating their value enormously and then it all came crashing down when everybody realized that everything was incredibly overvalued and a more recent example uh, for our younger listeners is uh, is bitcoin you remember when the cryptocurrency madness. When was it? It was probably about three years ago now, two or three yeah. years ago. Yeah. And everybody piled into it thinking it could only increase in value. And then, but then that too, of course, came crashing down. And this is just yeah. greed. And we, we've talked about this a lot in our last podcast episode. Uh, if you weren't listening to the good <laughs> talk, listen to talk about the crypto crash. So go back and listen to that if you haven't already. Yeah, it was a good episode. We dive into a lot of the, of just basically what's happened over the last sort of couple of years in the crypto market. You know, just on that note, during the crypto crash, the greed factor was labeled FOMO or, of course, fear of missing out, which is interesting because it's not fear that was the driver. It was actually greed. Um, so it should be called, I don't want to miss out because I'm greedy. <laughs> 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 or yeah. something. But, you know, that doesn't really roll off the tongue as well. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It doesn't. But yeah, FOMO is yeah, it's a poor name for it. Fear. It's not yeah. fear that's driving that at all. No. Um, hope is also an important negative. Yes, yes, greed, greed, greed. Hope is also an important negative factor, though, when it comes to greed-based decision making. If you're doubling down on a winning trade, you're hoping it's going to continue. And there's no rational decision making by that time to trade, and it's certainly not going to be. Well, not almost certainly. Not. I mean, it could be, but I mean, that's a pretty weird trading plan. It's almost certainly not going to be part of your trading plan. Um, it's just driven by hope. Yeah, exactly. Um, and when you're involved in FOMO style trading, if, if you could put it that way, then all you're doing is following the herd and and hoping that they know what what they're doing. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> which is um, which IG. If you look at the uh, you know their daily FX, um, they always say you know um, whatever the market sentiment is doing. Um, they know that they do the opposite. They do the opposite. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so exactly. Do the opposite. Um, yeah, that's no, good yeah, advice. 
Yeah, there's just no rationality there, you know. It's just mm -hmm. hope. Yeah. Yeah, so that's a basic rundown of fear and greed and how hope intersects with them. But um, how do you control negative emotions when you're trading? I mean, this is the whole point here. Um, so the, I think everybody understands that setting up a trading plan here is key uh, if you want to keep negative emotions out of your trading. Um, look, there isn't just one way of being profitable with a trading plan. Uh, there are a lot of different strategies and trading tactics you can use. We've discussed a lot of them over over the over this uh, the time of this podcast. But whatever is going to work for you will have to be a defined and systematic approach rather than anything based on hope. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, so you you need to use a rational and systematic approach um, to combat negative emotions. So how do you do this? Well, you need to create a set of personal rules that you are disciplined to strict, stick to. And, um, you know, when you create these rules, you obviously hope to try and contain your emotions so that the only reason you're not, well, there's no reason that you don't stick to your rules. You stick to your rules no matter what. Um, and that's the way that you contain your emotions. And that's the way a lot of professional traders sort of suggest that you contain your emotions, is that you never stray from your rules. So your rules may include defining which time of day you trade, which time frames you trade, which instruments you trade, which indicators, if any, you look at which candlestick patterns you trade, rules for checking various support and resistance levels or, you know, previous highs and lows. And then, of course, how these come together to determine your exits and entries and where you set up your stop losses and take profits. Um, and this will obviously also depend on your risk tolerance and, you know, other factors that may be present, highs and lows, support and resistance, etc. And many people take a lot of time to create these rules. Uh, they spend a lot of time on demo accounts um, if they're responsible traders. And they backtest strategies until they find something that works consistently. Um, I know, Chris, you and I, uh, we both did that too. Yeah. And it takes years. It takes years to get the It does. It's not. Yeah. It's, you know, I, I know a lot of traders or a lot of these, you know, sort of hyped up guys online say, you know, you take like a month to work on a demo account that you find your strategy and it's just it's just not no true. it's not true the markets are just too uh, you know they can be so unpredictable i mean if we look at what's happening just in the news these days it's just it's you can't predict what's going to happen um mm -hmm. and for you to really feel the market it takes a long time and it depends on how much time you've got to do that you know if you've got a full-time job and you've got other things going on in your life kids and hobbies and you know, whatever else you've got going on, you're not you're not going to have that time. So it takes years to to sometimes to come up with something that's that's really good and that really works and something that you're comfortable to stick to. Yeah, um, I know Mark Holstead, one of my favorite mentors, uh, if you could call him that, he says just one percent better a day. So if you can refine your strategy and improve it by only one percent a day, or resolve to improve by one percent a day to stick to your trading rules. You can then do the math on how much better you'll become in a matter of, you know, a matter of months, a matter of weeks. Yeah. It's quite a nice no, way. No, it's to, really good advice. Yeah, and 1% is, doesn't seem too much. It's not like an overwhelming amount of, you know, it's not overwhelming. It's possible. Yeah, exactly. Incremental. Mm -hmm. That's the way. Yeah. And, um, yeah, really, really important to set those rules and create a rule-based system for yourself and then stick to it. I agree. Um, as part of that, you should really remember to trade the right market, market conditions, include that in your rules, uh, staying away from market conditions you don't understand or are not ideal for your strategy. This is really important. If you're a technical trader and there's a large unexpected geopolitical event that's roiling the markets in a way you don't understand, 
then don't get involved. Yeah. Just stay away. <laughs> right? It's not exactly. it's not rocket science. And even if there's nothing like that happening, but if the market conditions just don't quite fit your entry point for your trading plan, don't cut corners and go for it anyway. Don't try and, you know, make it make it work. Mm. You know, if the market conditions aren't right, then whatever. I'm sorry, you're not trading today. Mm. You know, that's it. Otherwise, if you do go for it and you cut corners and you end up, this is your greed talking. You've basically succumbed to your negative emotion of greed and this is going to end badly. Yeah, and of course, uh, lower your trade size and lower your leverage. I mean, things we've spoken about at, you know, ad nauseum <laughs> many times before. Yeah. So just, you know, go and, go and look at that. Uh, it's part of risk management as well. Um, and one of the easiest ways to decrease the emotional effect of your trade is to, you know, lower this, um, your, both your trade size and your leverage. And a go- good rule of thumb is to never risk more than 2% of your trading capital on a, on a single trade um, and no more yep. than 5% per day. So that's also quite a good rule of thumb just to stick to. Yeah, exactly. So just mess around with the, with the margin calculator uh, before you open a trade. Uh, based on you know your trading account size, and um, what your what asset is you're trading, and how much you should put in, try and keep it uh, below that um, below that two percent level of your um, trading account, and you should be okay. And and look, use an economic calendar uh, as part of your trading plan, and also um, keep a trading journal. Mm. You know, this is in terms of fundamental factors, planning for an outcome in the run up to a key news event. Um, will be a really important part of it, of avoiding negative emotions. If you know how the markets, or if you know the markets are going to react to an event, uh, it's much easier to prepare for it emotionally. Yeah. You know, so if we're, you know, looking at, you know, recent, like the Federal Reserve interest rate decision, you know, if you're prepared for the market to, to spike on the euro USD or any other of the, um, of the major currency pairs, then, um, you know, then you're emotionally prepared for it. It's going to yeah. be much easier. Yeah. Uh, and you know, in keeping keeping a trading journal as well is um, is really important. If you can um, if you can look back over your uh, previous mistakes in a trading journal, especially mistakes that have been made when you're um, when you're under duress, when you're under the influence of a negative emotion, <laughs> this should be a really good reminder. Yeah. You know what I mean for for how negative emotions can really screw up your trading. So yeah, keep a trading journal. Uh, remind you of the good times and the bad times, and why the bad times are bad times. And uh, and finally, um, relax. Yeah. Frankly, yeah. If you're relaxing and enjoying your trading, you know you're going to be better equipped to respond rationally. Uh, so that means sleeping well. It means eating well. It means exercising. Um, and uh, you know, don't don't uh, bite off more than you than you can chew. Uh, yeah. Don't jump in two footed. Don't jump in the deep end. <laughs> oh, I like that advice. Nice. Yeah. Good. Well, I think that about wraps it up this week, Alison. Yes. Um, what are we what are we talking about uh, next week? Do we know? So next week we are going to be talking about quite an interesting topic about how ChatGPT can well how can ChatGPT help your trading? So mm. we can. we're not promising it can, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. uh, based on past experience, there are things it can do, but. Uh, it's not the end all and be all, that's for sure. Not the end all and be all. No, yeah. but it's a useful tool. It's it a useful is tool. Useful. Yeah, it's gonna be yeah, it's gonna be an interesting one. Yeah. Great, I look forward to that. I look forward to that, Alison. You um you have a great uh, great rest of your week. Thanks, Chris. You too. Cheers then. Cheers. <laughs>